1: Verse number one, the next day there was a wedding celebration in the village of Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples were also invited to the celebration. The wine supply ran out during the festivities, so Jesus' mother told him they have no more wine. Dear woman, that's not our problem, Jesus replied. My time has not yet come. But his mother told the servants, do whatever... He tells you, standing nearby were six stone water jars used for Jewish ceremonial washing. Each could hold 20 to 30 gallons. We're talking big jars. Then we see that Jesus told the servants, fill the jars with water. And when the jars had been filled, he said, now dip some out and take it to the master of the ceremonies. So the servants followed his instructions. And when the master of ceremonies tasted the water that was now wine, Not knowing where it had come from, though of course the servants knew, he called the bridegroom over. A host always serves the best wine first, he said. And then when everyone has had a lot to drink, he brings out the less expensive wine. But you have kept the best until now. This miraculous sign at Canaan, Galilee, notice this, was the first time that Jesus revealed his glory and his disciples believed in him. And the Lord bless his word. And I would tell you that not only the miracle of the water becoming wine occurred, but another move of God happened on this day as Jesus makes his decision. At this point, I want to just step away from the scripture for a moment and we'll come back in just a second as I want to kind of tie these two thoughts together. But this is what the Lord began to reveal to me, that life is about momentum We're going to have some kind of momentum in our life. We're either going to be moving forward at a rapid pace, or we're going to be having a hard time getting things started. Have you ever been there? Have you ever had one of those days it seems like you work as hard as you can and you accomplish nothing? Have you ever had one of those days that it seems like you do nothing and everything gets done? How many of you like those days? Amen. You just turn around and, whoa, the day's over and everything's done, and you can go home maybe a little early well, the truth is, in our lives, we're all headed somewhere. We all need momentum to move us forward. We're going to be either turning right, we're going left, we're going straight. Something's happening in our lives. We're bowing out, we're backing down, we're stepping up, or we're sitting down. The choice that we make in how we move the momentum of our life forward is going to make some uh, decisions for us, or there are going to be some significant decisions that we make that are going to be life decisions that are very, very important. And these life decisions are going to determine how effective our life is for the kingdom of heaven. I want to reveal to you three decisions or degrees of decisions that God gave to me. The very first degree of decision that God gave to me was that many of us want to make 360-degree decisions for God. What I mean by that is these decisions cause us to have a sense of momentum, but we always seem to end up right back in the same place where we began. Have you ever been there in your life? It seems like you keep coming around. You start out and you're doing, doing good, you're doing good, you're doing good. Then there's a major bump in the road and all of a sudden you lean back just a little ways. And before long, you're not only leaning back, but then you're stepping back. And before long, you've done what we call backsliding just a little bit. You're no longer committed to the purpose. Let me go ahead and tell you that a lot of times this is just not spiritual. A lot of times this happens in the physical. We'll start off in January. We'll step on the scale and say, good Lord, what happened to me? We'll start off doing right. In the month of January, we pick, can we pick, can we pick, can we starve to death? February, we're getting over a little bit. Won't be long, and a yoo-hoo sounds really good. <laughs> Glory to God, won't be long. My heart broke when I realized that one mocha latte from, from Starbucks is the equivalent to the, a whole box of donut minis. I said, good Lord, I would never eat that, but I drink that daily, it seems like. Lord, you got to send something else into my life, amen. Broke my heart, amen. I thought, oh, but we began to make the wrong decisions, and before long, our good growth has turned back into yesterday's problem because we could not sustain it and because we did not allow our habits to change to match our decisions. This is imperative. 360 degree decisions are those decisions that we think are good and we start in the right direction, but we never make it. This was the analogy the Lord gave me in the first service. Have you ever had one of those rooms in your house that's possessed with a dirty devil? Have you ever had one of those? That demon of of clutter. That no matter how often somebody, amen, uh, my daughter just raised her hand in my bedroom, amen, <laughs> you know, possessed with that, that demon of clutter. I, I'm going to tell you, somebody needs to go home today and cast the devils out of your house, amen. But no matter how often you clean it, immediately it goes dirty again. That's a 360 decision because cleaning it is not enough. Changing the habits that caused it to get that way in the first place are what is necessary. It's the same way in our spiritual life. You can make a declaration on Sunday, but if you don't change your habits on Monday, by next Sunday, you'll need to make it again. We've got to have more than 360 degree decisions. Then I thought about the 90 degree decision that we make for God. The 90 degree decision that we make for God is when we're here and we say, well, I can do this. I want you to notice what I just said. It wasn't, God, I need you to do this through me. It's, this is what I can do. And a 90 degree decision for God is the decision to where we leave Jesus out of the equation. I want you to understand something today. And I may be jumping a little bit ahead, but I want you to get this. You will never make it without the power and the blood of Jesus Christ. You cannot be good enough. You cannot earn the victory in your life. But Jesus came to pay a price that when sin has grabbed hold of you, that that sin will have to let go of you when the blood of Jesus Jesus is applied to your life. Amen. But 90 degree decisions leave the blood of Jesus out. I can do this. I can stop buying this. I can stop doing this. And it takes me just so far. And just so far is all that I'll ever go. Because when we only partially address our issues, we are standing on a slippery premises that can ever so quickly cause us to end up right back where we started climbing. We begin in some kind of a false sense of security that our efforts are going to be enough to negate our few flaws. Listen to me. Your efforts are what got you where you are. Let me give you a scripture. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Our efforts cannot fix. Pastor Don, you don't understand my situation. I'm tired of people not believing in the God that I'm preaching. I understand you may be facing hell, but I know a God who faced hell and took away the keys from hell, and he won a victor, and my God can fix your situation. But not with 90 degree decisions, because that's what you can do. It's time for you to make a 180 degree decision. A 180 degree decision means I completely change by the blood of the Lamb. That the way that I was is not who I am. It's not me trying to change because trying to change is gonna bring me all the way back around to where I was. But it's me making a decision that through the power and the blood of Jesus Christ that who you looked at coming into this place this morning will not be the same. Pastor Don, you don't, you don't really believe that God can really change me from 40, 50, 60 years of wrong. I'm, let me explain something to you. I believe that Christ is still working miracles and the God that I've come to preach to you today can change you from the inside out and change your whole world. In an instant, he did not have to give Lazarus CPR. All he had to do was speak the word and he came forth. My God speaking the word this morning. When you get ready, God will change your world. But the question is, are you ready to make a 180 degree decision? Thanks be to God, he has a way of giving us those 180-degree changes. The passage that we read earlier really does fit into this message with a 180-degree change. For you see, in this story, it's interesting. Mary tells Jesus, hey, you need to do something about the wine running out at this wedding. Jesus, being a 30-year-old man, looks at his mama and says, that's not my problem. Now look, there are two ladies sitting on opposite sides of the sanctuary today, and I'm afraid of both of them. (laughs) And I understand this story. Because his mama looks at him. Can you can hear her saying this? She don't she doesn't take her eyes off of him. She's talking to the servants, but she looks at him and she says, Do whatever he says. Let me interpret that for you. Boy, I am still your mama. do whatever he says. And then she walks away. He'll handle it. He'll take care of it. So Pastor Don, what does this have to do with a 180 degree decision? What does this have to do with what you've been preaching about? Well, the decision that Mary made, she did not make that night. The decision that Mary made was rather a decision that she had made in her earliest years, that she would honor God. She had made a decision that no matter what in her life, no matter who understood it, no matter what pressure she received, she would honor God. She made the decision as a young woman to be a woman of honor. And because she was a woman of honor, she made a decision that she would honor her parents. And I understand because I've watched Over the years of youth ministry and pastoring, I've watched as young people come to that age that they begin to break from parents, begin to become a young adult. And there's always a war that goes on. And and that war is when the parent goes from being the one in charge to the one who can only suggest. And it's not fun. And my children are nowhere near there. But unfortunately, I'm staring at the door and I don't like it. I don't like it at all, but I'm going to tell you something. Honoring your parents is not when you agree with them. It's when you don't. Honor comes in spite of agreement. And she may not have agreed with their choice of husband for her, but she submitted. They may not. She may not have agreed with the task they assigned her, but she submitted. She honored her parents. She honored her commitment. She may, when she pledged a commitment, she honored them. She honored her purity so that when Joseph, this fine, upstanding young man, maybe started pushing her, saying, well, everybody else has already pledged, is, is, is messing around, she said, I'm not everybody else. And because she honored God, because she was willing to stand up and honor God, she made a 180. 80 degree decision I'm going God's way and there is no turning back because she honored God God showed up and God said I'll honor you now I want you to listen to me and when you choose to honor God I want you to get this because every church won't tell you this today but I'm telling you the truth man somebody made my day they were telling me about their child that went off to college and they said they called him up and said I got to go home they said why they said I got to come home because I got to hear here somebody's going to tell me like it really is I said, what? I said, what are you talking about? They said, we want to know the truth. And here's the truth. Listen to me. It's not always going to be easy to serve the Lord. It's not always going to make your world seem better. But I have come to tell you, even if it takes you through the fire, he'll show up in the fire. No matter where you are, no matter what you're going through, you stake your claim. You decide you'll serve God no matter what. And my God has a way of showing up for you. You see, when everybody else was compromising, she honored God. And as a result of her honoring God, she was entrusted with the distinct honor of becoming the choice vessel that would carry and give birth to the Messiah. She quite literally would carry God inside of her. Now, when the angel announced that she would carry the Messiah, she honored God. Now, I want you to think about this for just a moment. Could you imagine you're out and about the... All of a sudden, you're just doing your daily task. Everything's going good. Maybe you're getting water. Maybe you're working in the garden. Maybe you're cleaning the house, whatever's going on. And all of a sudden, hallelujah, (laughs) hallelujah, there's this big angel, I'm going to tell you, if an angel walked in here this morning, this this building would be full next week, okay? You know, it'd either be empty or full. I'm not quite sure, but it'd be one of them. Amen. Uh, Is this it? Is this how it all ends? (laughs) Are you the death angel? And he looks at you. Imagine this. Ladies, imagine. You're 14 probably. And he looks at you and says... God loves you. She looks up, and he says, uh, "Holy Spirit's going to come on you, and you're going to be pregnant." Now, think about that for a moment, ladies. You are the chosen vessel of God. Somehow, it didn't go that way. Uh, I'm going to be, but Lord, I've never, I've never had sex. It's all right. God's going to do this. Can you go tell my daddy? Because God may love me, but He's gonna kill me. <laughs> come on now. Uh Lord, uh I appreciate this, but you know, I kind of in love with Joseph, and Joseph knows. I mean, he he tried to hold my hand and I backed away. <laughs> he knows it ain't him. <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh Lord, uh, in case you didn't realize it, <laughs> They kill people for this. So we get this whole hallelujah moment, but in reality, this is freaky. You're going to be pregnant, and nobody's going to know who the daddy is, and they might kill you for it. Wow. At this moment, she could have said, uh, uh, Lord, uh, um, this is a little much. You won't put anything more on me than I can stand. But instead, she said, I mean, she knew it would cost her everything. Her reputation would be gone, so her relationship with her family, her fiance would be shaken. She would almost pay with her life. And still, she said, as you would have done, do unto me. She said, I made a decision a long time ago. I'm preaching to somebody right now, and nothing's going to change it. I'm gonna honor God with my life. And if it means that everybody hates me, my goodness, I'm speaking to somebody. This is not gonna change. If it means I'm not the life of the party anymore this is not going to change. If it means that everybody's not going to want to be my best friend anymore, this is not going to change. I am going to honor the Lord. If it, My goodness, I'm preaching. If it means that people may sit back and say, you honor God, you'll never find the right spouse. You listen to what I've come to tell you. Honor God, and God will honor you. You stand in faith and see what God can do. She thinks on this day of this wedding, Think about it for a moment. For 30 years, everybody has whispered when she's come into the room. For 30 years, she's borne this burden alone. She had longed for Jesus to reveal himself to all so that she would be vindicated. But up until this point, scripture says he had not revealed himself. In other words, she was 30 years a liar in that community. For 30 years, when she walked in the room, everybody whispered. For 30 years, people questioned her. For 30 years, she was left off the invite to special occasions. Why? Because she was a tramp who wouldn't even be honest about it. And she looks at Jesus and she says, look, for 30 years, I've been telling people who you are. It's time for you to show them. You listen to me. I'm not supposed to preach this now, but I want you to understand what I'm talking about today. If you are at a place in your life where you need God to show Himself strong for you, God reveals Himself in different ways. If you're serving Him in a 360 degree way, in other words, the way you've started out is the way you're going to end up. God will reveal Himself to you no more than He has revealed Himself to you now. Why? Because your faith measures His revelation. If you have revealed yourself or made a decision, I'll do what I can. God is not even welcome in your situation. But if you will make the decree, you'll make the determined decision that you will do what God has said to do no matter what. No matter what anybody thinks, my God will show up and my God will sell out in a way in your life that when everybody else may be whispering and saying you're going under, you can plant your feet and say, God, I've been faithful to your word. God, I believed your promises and now I stand and I I will not move until you show yourself strong for me. Pastor Don, we want a preacher that doesn't yell so much. Fine. I'm sorry. That's not me because I feel it. The devil's been screaming at you for years and you don't even see that God showed himself strong for you. Let me tell you something. I want to jump up on my, my, my stool this morning with my whip going, Jesus did it. It'd be okay for me. Right. I'm tired of people telling me, I've served God, and it ain't working. Let me tell you something. You have never given God a 100 percent that God did not give you 180 back. All along the way, she may have felt like Jesus had kept himself, and the Bible says he had kept himself hidden, but all along the way, God had been moving. Joseph was about to divorce her so that she would be killed. and God showed up in a supernatural dream, and instead of dying, she was married. When she and her little husband from a poverty stricken, I want you to listen to this. Somebody needs this. From a poverty stricken village, end up in Bethlehem with nothing and nowhere to stay. My God made a way and opened up a place. And then whether it was months or years, theologians do not know, but at some point in the next two year period, we see that the wise men showed up and when the wise men showed up, I want you to understand something. They showed up and they showed up with the provision of the Lord. Let me just ask you, what would you do if you went home today and there was a knock at your door? And I'm trying to think of a wise man. And I can't think of one in the modern media. Anybody knows? Well, let's just say that uh, I don't want to call somebody. You think I agree with their lifestyle. Let's just say three trillionaires are at your door. And they come in and they want you to know who they are because the way a king paid homage to a king was by bringing an offering. And they bring in gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Forget about the frankincense and myrrh as practically as they were for just a moment. Let's just focus on gold. How many of you we gladly open the door if there was a man standing there with a chest of gold. Somebody, some of you don't understand what gold's going for nowadays. I said, there's a man standing there with a chest of gold that would pay off everything you have and buy you that house you dream about when you cannot sleep. you know what I'm talking about? It would... Fund your next trip. And her next trip was an evacuation for the safety of the child. It funded them being set up in a nice home and carpentry shop when they got to Nazareth. Pastor Don, listen, if I brought you a cup of gold now, it would change your life. Can you imagine what it did to a peasant? He said, I've been showing myself strong all along. He said, those little miracles in your home, I've been showing myself strong. And now, he says, I'll let everybody see what God can do. Play something. I want to share an example with you personally today. Some of you were there Tuesday night when I was sharing it with the class while I was sharing with a class about a situation in my life where God required a 180-degree decision, God spoke to me. My poor little wife, she's, she messed up and married a man who loves God. Sometimes it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I remember we hadn't been married about six months the spirit of God spoke to me and said give your whole check to the church can you imagine that conversation a baby uh, God told me I'm proud for a wife who said obey God I gave that my little joke is do I look like I've ever been lacking God's never let us down. A couple years ago now, Christine and I had made a pretty major purchase. Not a ton of money, but a significant item. The Spirit of the Lord spoke to me, the very first time I ever used that item. He spoke to me clearly. He said, This is what I want you to do with this. Now, being a man of faith that I am, I said, Lord, is that you? He said, I want you to give this to so-and-so. I said, Lord, surely this is not thou, O Lord, great and high. He said, "Uh, do it. So being the great man of faith that I am, I called my wife and said, Lord, you're going to have to speak to her heart. I said, honey, that's what God told me to do. She said, uh, you sure? Can't, can't we just let them use it? I said, no, God said, give it. She said, well, if God spoke to you, never let us down before. I went to some other people for advice because when you're having a struggle, you know you want somebody to talk you out of it, right? And I said, what God's telling me to do, and they looked at me and said, Don, please, 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 please don't do that. And so, about six weeks, I debated for about six weeks. The Spirit of the Lord reminded me, I told you to do this. So, I did it. And what I did was not appreciated was not valued. As a matter of fact, it was almost insulting. People came to me that don't faithfully serve the Lord and they said, look what happened with what you did. And I looked back and I said, it doesn't matter. I obeyed the Lord. As I was sharing that story on Tuesday night, the Spirit of God spoke to me. And he said, son, because you sowed this, he said, "You know, this other situation just happened in your life." I said, "Yes." He said, "That was that wasn't supposed to happen." He said, "But because you sowed this, I have given you this." And I just became tearful right there. And Sunday or Friday, as I was putting all this sermon down, the Spirit of God spoke to me again, and He said. I want you to take your original investment and I want you to divide it into the return. I said, All right, Lord. Being the math whiz that I am, I got out my calculator. I divided it in. I'll give you one guess what that number was. It was a 180. Times increase. And I tell you that to tell you that decision was not easy. But once the decision was made, it was made, it was done. And God always rewards committed, sold out faith. Some of you here today and you're saying, God, I need you to show yourself strong for me. I've come to tell you, stay strong in him. Plant your feet. Declare, I will not move. I will, my goodness, I feel the spirit of God. I will not be swayed in my decision. I will serve the Lord wholeheartedly. I will follow him faithfully. I will cast off Does anybody feel what I feel in this house? I will cast off restraint of the enemy that's telling me I'm going under because as long as he's there, I can walk on the water if necessary. I will not go under. I will not run away. I will stand my ground and I shall see the salvation of the Lord. Because God is looking to match your 180 decision with his 180 provision. Would you stand with me in this place today? Bow your heads. If you hear me say, Pastor Don, I've never completely given my life to Jesus Christ. I've not been willing to make the 180 degree change. That means I'm no longer going the way I am. Now I'm going to serve God completely, wholeheartedly. And today I'm ready to make it. I'm ready to make it by the blood of the Lamb. I'm ready to believe upon Jesus. I'm ready to give my whole life to Christ. Nobody's going to call you out. Nobody's going to embarrass you. We're going to pray with you right where you are. But there's somebody in this house right now that needs to say, today is the day that I'm not who I am anymore. Today's the day I'm going to give my life to Jesus. Right now, if that's you, I want you to hold your hand up high. I want you to keep it up so that I can see you. Hold it up high in the air. I'm going to give my all to Jesus right now. Right now. Right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Are there others today? Right now, by the faith and the power of God. Thank you, Jesus. Are there others? Right now. In Jesus' name. This is my hour this is my time. This is that point. Father God, right now, I thank you for what you're doing in this house. Lord, I ask you right now that you're going to speak to hearts. Lord, these that have made this decision, I'm selling out 180%. I'm turning from every way that was wrong and I'm turning 100% to God. I'm giving it all. I'm giving it all. Right now, you're speaking to others. There's some in this place. This is Pastor Don. There's areas of my life I've got to give to God or ruin is going to come against me I've got to give this to God I'm going to give it to God right now you know Jesus but you've not been serving Him you've not, you're not been living for Him right now i got to move I'm talking to you that's right I'm talking to you somebody said I feel like you're talking to me, I am I'm talking to you, I don't know who you are but I'm talking to you get your hand in there if that's you, quickly Quickly, 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 quickly. Right now, by the power and the blood of Jesus. Get your hand in the air. Right now, quickly, quickly, quickly. If that's you, right now, in Jesus' name. Radical moves of God. Radical touches of God. Right now. By the Spirit of God. Holy Ghost. Right now. Join hands with someone next to you. I'm going to pray over you. I'm going to pray that the Spirit of God will begin to release in you His mighty working power. Right now, in Jesus' name. Right now, by the power of the Holy Ghost. Lord, begin to do a work inside of these, your children. Those who say, today, I'm selling out 100%. I'm gonna, Lord, I'm having a complete turn of direction. Right now. Lord, get a hold of them. Get a hold of their mouth, Lord. They're confessing the positive things of God. Clean them out. Clean out their hearts. Clean out their minds. Change them from the inside out, Lord. Revolutionize who they are, Jesus. By the power of God. By the grace of God. Now, in Jesus' name, Holy Ghost. Now, by your Spirit, through your power. I believe in who you are, Lord, and what you're going to do in their lives. I resist the devil. I stand in faith. I stand in a faith of declaration right now, Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Right now, Jesus, I believe in you. Lord, right now for these that have said, Lord, that they need your help in these areas, Lord, I ask you for connection. Come on, church, pray with me for just a moment. This service is not over. I need connection with the Spirit of God. Lord, that I have preached a message of faith. This will not be 360-degree changes. This will not be what I can do. We're asking you to show up, and you do it. You do it by your power. You do it by your might. Now, I thank you, Father, for what you have done and what you are doing. Right now, I call children liberated. I call families put back together. I call the blood of Jesus applied into the situations of every one of these lives that have said, I need God to move. By the hand of God, by the spirit of God, I declare the favor of the Lord for those who will pursue him. I declare the acceptable year of the Lord and for those that are bound to be liberated, for those who are blind to see by the hand of God. May your guilt be gone by the grace of God. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. And if anybody thankful for our liberating God? Come on, give the Lord a praise.